Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Joining us right now is State Senator Norm Needleman, who has a really interesting background in business. He's the founder of Tower Laboratories, which makes effervescent uh, kinds of things. It makes pills and dentures and all kinds of fun things into effervescent things. I was reading about it. It's fascinating. And then Norm Needleman decided after he didn't want to run his business anymore that he was going to become the first selectman of Essex, which he has been for quite some time. And then, as if he didn't have enough to do, he decided, you know what, I'll throw my hat in the ring and I'm going to run for state senate, representing not only only Essex, but a whole bunch of different communities in the area, one of the prettiest parts of Connecticut. And he joins us now. State Senator Norm Needleman is the Senate chair, the co-chair with Jonathan Steinberg in the House, of the Energy and Technology Committee, which has a lot to do with energy and technology in Connecticut. So, Senator Needleman, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Good morning, Lisa. I, I, um, that was quite an introduction, and uh, I appreciate the kind words. I do still participate in running my business. However. Do you? I wasn't sure I if you participated because I didn't see that you were the CEO, so I didn't want to make any assumptions about it. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, um, my sons uh, work here, and I work with them. Uh, they do you know, most of the heavy lifting, and I, um, I provide guidance and advice. When I thought it's it was received I, well. Yeah, no, I went on the, I did a little bit of a wiki deep dive, and I went on the website, and I, I saw about all the effervescent kinds of things. Very cool. Is that a technology that you developed to make these pills into fuzzy, fizzy things? Fuzzy, fizzy, right? Well, I've never heard of that one either, but <laughs> uh, no, I was <laughs> in the 1970s um, out of college. I met somebody. Um, while I was driving a cab in New York who offered me a job uh, working for a medical device company. And over a couple of years, I ended up becoming what would be the equivalent of vice president of supply chain in today's terminology. Um, and I needed an effervescent product in that capacity. I uh, couldn't find anybody to make one, a specialty product. And um, so I met somebody who worked up at Pfizer in technical sales. They used to sell chemicals uh, as well as uh, pharmaceuticals. And um, 
and we decided that uh, starting the company was the right move. That company that I worked for 43 years ago is still a customer, so I'm kind of proud That's of the fact so that cool. uh, re relationship-based uh, type business. And uh, and um, and yeah, we're, we may be the largest, um, you know, private label and contract manufacturer of effervescent products in North America. That's incredible. Wow. State Senator yeah, Norm Needleman talking with us. And you're a Brooklyn boy. I'm a Brooklyn girl, but I left when I was oh, very young. Yeah, well, I was born well, in Brooklyn. I, I was born at Brooklyn Jewish Hospital, which doesn't exist anymore. And no, my parents moved out to the my South. family went there. So. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was born off of Prospect Park between Dittmas and Dorchester. I mean, that's where I lived when I was a very little kid. And then at three and a half, my parents you know, took the good life out to the suburbs and never looked back. Although my, my grandmother was at 1818 Newkirk Avenue and we went to Brooklyn all the time and I have a ton of family in Brooklyn, so still have well, I have one, one sister that still lives there in Brighton Beach and um, my father owned a grocery store in Bensonhurst from mm. uh, 1934 until he retired in 1979. Wow. And, wow. Uh, so they passed away about 17 years ago now. and um, But I still go back occasionally to see my sister. The food is, you know, you can't match the food in New York, especially in Brooklyn, if you like a wide variety of ethnic foods. And right. It, it's still, the first 10 years I lived in Connecticut, I couldn't find bread that was edible. So mm -hmm. now there's bread that's edible. There's um, it's It's different now, but in the 80s it was... Um, uh, very different if you came out of New York City. So. And and why did you choose Essex? Is that because the business was there? And so, in other words, the business... And Did you set up the business in Connecticut? So I had a partner who worked at Pfizer and Groton at the time. He was married with kids, and, um, and I was not. Um, we decided to start the business. The person I had worked for, whose name coincidentally was Howard Stern, um, not that Howard Stern, <laughs> although they did go to the same synagogue and it caused problems for That's the guy funny. I worked for when, yeah. Um, but he, um, <clears throat> he was part of, you know, the arrangement, the company that I worked for needed this product pretty badly. And he always knew that I'd want to start my own business and, and try to go it on my own. And, um, so, uh, because my ex-partner lived in Canterbury, and he had family in Westerly. We started the company in Westerly after about five years. Um, the partnership wasn't working for either one of us, and we decided to um, go our separate ways. And I, we had grown into like five tiny little buildings scattered around downtown um, Westerly, and I started looking for another building, and the nearest building was uh, Essex that was suitable, and I met a terrific um, a friend, partner, mentor um, in Essex who built out the space that I needed. It's very specific for what we do. And um, and then about four years later, three and a half years later, I moved my family up um, from uh, Mystic to uh, Essex. And, you know, my kids grew up here. My, they both live here. My stepkids, one lives in Old Lyme and one lives in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And I'm very fortunate, and my pathway into public service, like so many other people, was serving on volunteer boards and commissions, and then at one point, um, a friend asked me to run with him for the Board of Selectmen, 
one, um, and I served as selectman for eight years, and now I'm in my sixth term as first selectman. In 2016, I ran for the state senate. Lost in 2018, I won by a whopping 81 votes, mm-hmm. and um, and have um, you know my my philosophy is there's got to be common sense in the room. You know, I I'm uh, I have certainly got ideals about where we should be going on most topics more than uh, most people want to hear about, but um, but I I believe that. United States of America, Connecticut needs sort of be centered um, in good judgment and between business, municipal, and now state experience and and being a mathematician by education, uh, I kind of like solving problems and and building a model for how things work. And so, you know, I find this to be interesting, enjoyable, gratifying uh, on some level, but... um, I'm here to do good um, for the people of the state. I know. So Let me ask you something. Hard, we're chatting with state senator. We're, sta- we're chatting yeah. with state senator uh, Norm Needleman. You know, Norm, I saw in your background that you were on the PNZ in Essex, and Essex is very no, often just the never, ZBA. Never pardon me, I was on the ZBA yeah. also. That's what we had in common, yeah. and okay. um, and I was on the ZBA in Westport, and um, the. Um, one, Essex is very often described as one of the most charming towns in Connecticut of the 169. Very often people point to it. It's beautiful. They like it. They like the character of the community. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, words character of community were taken away in a statute last year that the Hartford legislature, and I don't know if you voted yay or nay on that. You can tell us. Um, in terms of doing a, a bit of a top-down approach for housing, I'm curious to know, with your ideals and practical application, do you think that Hartford should be controlling uh, local zoning? Um, so, you know, it's it's sort of a um, I'm I'm on the fence on this between between my two hats. Um, the, the changing of the wording, I think was done because there's a sensitivity around character as a word. Um, and, and I don't want to offend anybody. Essex is a lovely town. It was a lovely town before I got here. It'll be a lovely town long after I'm gone. Um, it's kind of hard to mess up with a beautiful waterfront area, but you know, it's, it's, it's diverse economically in many ways. Um, although the, least expensive house is probably not that inexpensive, but it's not that expensive either. Um, so uh, when I look at it, I, I, as a first selectman, I like not having Hartford telling us what to do all the time. As a pragmatic matter, um, there are governing statutes and codes that we follow because not every municipality can have a building code or a fire code. And I like to see when the state provides some guardrails um, that, you know, help the whole state move forward. So I, I sort of try to balance that. And that's in my capacity as vice chair of planning and development. Um, you know, in the, in the legislature, I try to bring that perspective. Um, the, the, the municipalities are not islands unto themselves. The state grants mm-hmm. authority um, initially, you know, as a matter of practice, going back to, um, you know, pre-revolutionary war times when 
colonies um, acted somewhat independently and there was no real central government um, to now where you've maintained some of that characteristic where the towns like to operate fully autonomously, but there are certainly areas where that does not make a lot of sense. Well, I mean, I can understand one of the people, and I would suggest, Norm Needleman, that you have him in front of your committee. I'll actually make the intro offline is a guy named Greg Katz, who spells his name K-A-T-S, which is hard for me, but that's how we spell it. And anyway, um, and and he heads up something called the Smart Services Coalition, which is a coalition of both public interest entities like public health as well as Fortune uh, 100 companies and Mm -hmm. like Coca-Cola. It's an unbelievable thing, the Smart Services Coalition, and what he's trying to do is educate uh, people uh, and communities in, in how when we, and this is really applicable to you, um, for example, all of the money that we're spending on asphalt when we could be spending it on something other than asphalt that might last longer, that might um, not create so much heat in the air because every time we do asphalt, we increase the surrounding air by five degrees on average. And so just a lot of different things to think about how we surface our planet and how we could do a better Mm -hmm. job. And I'll be happy to introduce him to you. So I think that there's a lot of room for that from Hartford in terms of guidance when you talk about building codes, light pollution. I'd like to see a lot less light pollution in the state. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, but I, but where do you stand on, you know, the very controversial 830G and the imposition of what ends up being a lot of multifamily rentals? So I, I have to say, you know, I'm kind of proud of that part of my record here. In, in the time that I've been first selectman and even before that as selectman, we built more affordable housing in this town that are indeed restricted affordable as opposed to just affordable, you know, by market forces. Um, we built a reasonable amount of deed-restricted housing, uh, and it turns out to be very good for the community. And we've done it three ways. Um, one is through a housing authority that has built elderly elderly and disabled um, affordable projects with um, – uh, uh, through the housing authority, much of it with state money. Um, we've done uh, local nonprofit um, called Hope Partnership has done mm-hmm. a wonderful project and repurposed a commercial building 
that wasn't really successful since its, since its inception. That was done. It's locally controlled with um, local donations, local banks, as well as some state money. And then there has been a project in town where there was 830G. Um, it, you know, 830G um, is an imperfect law, and I know it's a political football um, more, I think, down where you are than here. Uh, if somebody had a better way to sort of get to the point of more affordable housing that doesn't get to be, you know, very racially focused, I've been at meetings where, you know, many of them start out as, well, it's a health issue, it's a safety issue, it's a traffic issue, and then it sort of devolves to those, those people won't be happy here. And I, I find that to be, um, you know, really inappropriate. And, uh, and I've said that. So I, I am always open to solutions, but the state's goals of having a certain amount of affordable housing in every community is a good goal. Um, and, uh, you know, the devil's in the details of how you get there. If you have the whole partnership model or housing authority models where you can make progress on those goals, the, the state will give you a moratorium on, you know, things like 830G projects coming into town. But I have to say the 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 three, you know, I think one two-story, uh, three, um, one two-story, two three-story buildings in town that are a total of 53 units, 30% affordable, and then a certain percentage uh, between market and affordable. Um, they built that fairly inexpensively, and I haven't gotten any complaints from the people that live there. Um, it's built in a part of town um, near the you know Essex steam train, so it's not in the downtown village area. Um, I think it's they've done well by it, and they've done well by the residents, but the market you know, rates on the, on the uh, non-regulated uh, uh, rentals have gone up like rentals everywhere else. So, Well, I, I would uh, just like to suggest something to you, Norm Needleman, because I've given a lot of thought to this, too. Lisa. What I would like to suggest is that if the state wants to think about um, a balance and a compromise, that they allow towns to, or encourage towns or whatever, to... Um, and when we talk about amending 830G, instead of having it have to be deed restricted, because the deed restriction isn't even forever anyway, it's 40 years. And sometimes Correct. there's a windfall at the end of it to a developer two generations later. But instead of doing that, in my opinion, there should be an incentive for a registry town by town so that if I have an affordable unit because I've already chosen to rent out my basement and it meets affordable criteria. We have a ton of those in our own communities in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. A ton of individual people who have created actual affordable units that the town doesn't technically know about. And right. would and would be helpful to be on a roster, number one, to get a sense of how much actual affordable housing there is, but also to keep a little bit of a balance um, so that the developers don't come and say, we can do this and we can do that, and we can ignore height and density and trees and all the kind of things that our towns want to insist upon as part of character of community. And I just right. think that there should be some more flexibility and towns should be encouraged to create registries that are year by year. 
that are not 40 years at a time, that are not deed restricted. So that if I'm an individual, if I have a two-family house or a single-family house, maybe I get maybe I get a 5% tax break that year because I've contributed to the affordable housing inventory in my town. Maybe there's something that I get in exchange for letting everybody know that I have an affordable unit in my house, and I've chosen to do that. I, I actually think that's an interesting idea. Look, my parents lived in a row house in uh, Brooklyn off the Bell Parkway. You're probably familiar with that might be, or I, I don't I know the Bell Parkway. Well. I always used to complain yeah. about the traffic on the Bell Parkway. Uh, yes. Uh, I watched the Verrazano <laughs> Bridge being built. Uh, from, Did you? Oh, yeah. It was, I'm, I'm older. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, my parents always had a downstairs apartment that my father rented for very little money to get mm-hmm. a little bit of extra income. And, right. uh, if, if that exists throughout the state, I don't, I don't know that it exists everywhere that it's needed. Um, and again, to meet goals, if the state wants to set goals, market forces play into that. You know, I, I own two rental properties. One is a condominium that we bought for an elderly friend who needs who needed a place and you know, it's it's eleven hundred dollars a month for a nice two bedroom, two and a half bath. It, mm-hmm. I did it because I wanted we, we love her and she's ninety now. Um the rent's been the same for ten years, but rents in that property in that you know complex are probably twenty five hundred a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the market shifts, landlords tend to want to maximize their return. Yeah, yeah. I like some the do. idea of it, yeah. yes, some do, some don't. Right. Of offering some kind of an incentive to keep it um, lower, lower. But is the incentive is the incentive adequate to not float with the market? Is well, what we'd really have to find from. out. But we could yeah. try something because so many people don't like 830G in so many ways. And it leads to a lot of litigation and a lot of acrimony. And sometimes oh, yeah. it leads to very ugly buildings. You know, sometimes right. it really leads to un- – nobody wants ugly buildings in their community. I, so, I agree. And, and that was one of the complaints about the apartments that were built mm-hmm. in Essex. They were – we're not used to apartment buildings here. There's very there's very few of them. They may yeah. be like the only ones. Um, in, uh, and aesthetics are type. a very big factor. We know that aesthetics make a very big difference in the world on our mood. They even make a difference in the crime rate, aesthetics, trees and and leaves and living in a beautiful place. I mean, the statistics are overwhelming about that. People are entitled to live in pretty places. Uh, I think everybody's entitled to live That's in pretty places. That's what I mean. Places. Everybody. The, That's right. Yeah, and the, the devil is just in the details on how you get there, still providing the incentive, and at the same time, um, at the same time, trying to achieve some goals where there's opportunity. And and I I've got to back up and say, housing alone is not the solution to the problems that people want to solve. It's housing, transportation, and jobs mm-hmm. that people are just not going to transplant themselves to live in a nicer house if they have to commute, you know, 40 miles each way to work. Um, So uh, we don't have, as we had in If they have to commute at all. I mean, and frankly, many don't. Many don't. That's another conversation. Yeah. Well, State Senator Norm Needleman, we never even got to energy. 
and we didn't get to technology. You're going to have to come back on the show. I don't know why. I just wanted to get to know you a little bit, and the conversation rambled around housing today. But I would like you to come back on the show. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you very much for the work that you're doing in Connecticut. You've lost about 50% of your Brooklyn accent. I, I don't know what you can hear in mine. It can certainly thicken up when I go back home. Would you like me to pass you the water? Should I pass you the water? <laughs> That's okay. funny. Uh, all right, Lisa, it's really a pleasure, and I'm always happy to come on. Thank you so much. State Senator Norman Needleman representing Essex in so many ways and other towns as well as our state senator. Thank you very much for being with us today. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.